0: Greetings, brethren. I apologize to half of the audience, because I'm going to start with a reference that you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. uh, But I think you'll understand why when I get into the message. And if you are sitting there thinking, what on earth is he talking about? Uh, Maybe ask a friend afterward. So it was a different time, really a different world. I was probably seven years old at the time. My mom, uh, having fled our home in Sarnia with four kids, had been saving up a year, maybe more, in order to buy what then was an amazing invention called television. And it was a black and white TV, and she got it. And at that time, you know, you didn't buy things on credit, you, you did lay away. So you told the shopkeeper, I, I want to buy this, you put something down, and then every week or two weeks you keep paying until you paid it off, and then you can have the item. So just a, not, not, uh, an aside, let's be careful about debt. Now it's a different world. Anything you want, you just flash your credit card and get it. But let's remember that debt is a form of slavery. So that's not the point I want to make. The point that I want to make is the TV that we got was so exciting. Uh, we just could watch all these different shows, and back then shows would be programmed. So it's not like today where you watch whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want, on whatever device you want. Uh, back then there was one TV. We all had to agree that you know Tuesday at seven this is this is the show we're watching. And unfortunately, some channels came in really strongly, but others not so much. They were kind of fuzzy, and there was this thing called vertical hold. Where the, the screen just kept flipping up, and you had to bang the TV to get the hold to, to, to the, the, the uh, screen to hold, but most times it would flip and it would be a snowy image, and we would watch it anyway because that was the channel that this show was on, and we wanted to watch it. But the image that was being projected was actually a high definition image in the studio. The problem was with the reception the television, the antenna, the technology that we were using could not bring the image to us in high definition. This, I think, captures the problem of the church today. We don't have strong reception. We don't have a high-definition view of what God wants us to see. It's grainy. It's snowy. It doesn't hold. And what we need to do is have that high-definition view of the future. You might say, well, Adrian, what do you mean? What what evidence would you point to to say we don't have a high-definition vision of the future? And when I say we, I'm speaking of the church. I'm speaking of the covenant people. I'm not speaking of our congregation particularly. I'm not speaking of our organization or administration, CGI. I'm speaking of the Church of God, the covenant people. Those of us who have the Holy Spirit today, who are part of the First Fruits community. We don't have the clear, high-definition vision of the future that we need to. uh, Proof, Adrian, what's the proof? Well, look how easily division creeps into the Church. The world decides to hate white people. We must hate white people. The world decides to hate orange man. Orange man bad. The world decides to hate and despise the unvaccinated. Yes, unvaccinated dangerous. And now the world decides to hate Russia. Yes, Russians bad. God forbid that a Russian and a Ukrainian belong to the same congregation with how easily we can be manipulated. How easily and quickly we can turn on one another. And now we're seeing cancel culture on a mass scale. You mustn't hear from RT news, Russian television. No, Russians are bad now. Russians are evil. Well, Proverbs 30, let's go to Proverbs 30 how easily we are manipulated and and adopt the zeitgeist of the time. Because the here and now, it's so easy to see. The day-to-day is so easy to understand. When we should be governed by the future. Proverbs 30 and verse 12. It says, there is a generation that are pure in their own eyes, and yet is not washed from their filthiness. I would say that's our generation. Why? Because we have moved away from Torah. We have moved away from biblical morality, and we have instead adopted I don't know how to describe. I just I'll just say postmodern morality. Postmodern morality. Where where on a whim we just decide a group of people is evil, and because I don't belong to that group, I'm good. And yet if you examine me, there's a lot of filthiness. So we've we've rejected biblical standards in place of postmodern standards, and then we inflict these postmodern standards on each other it should not be so in the church of God we should not be running with the unwashed our moral code comes from Torah it it, it doesn't change it's the same moral code our ancestors thousands of years ago adhered to that we adhere to today we should not be using words in my opinion you tell me what you think afterwards But I don't think the Church of God should be using words like misinformation, disinformation, malinformation. This this is manipulation. Is the government ever, ever guilty of misinformation? Is big pharma ever guilty of misinformation? Is big tech ever guilty of misinformation? Or does misinformation only flow one way? When they said weapons of mass destruction and we went into Iraq and destroyed endless lives. Was that malinformation? Or it only flows one way? I think in the church of God, these words should never come out of our mouth. Lest we participate in this programming of society, this destructive programming of society. We care about truth and falsehood. There's information which may be accurate, it may be incomplete, It may be incorrect. It's all information. And in my opinion, it should not be withheld from us. Look at Proverbs 18. I don't need big daddy government, I don't need big tech, and I don't need pharma to tell me what information I can have access to. Here's another idea. Why don't we treat each other like adults, give each other full information and allow us as adults to sift through the information and decide for ourselves what is right, what is wrong. It's it's appalling to me. When you go into the universities today, they can't reason. It must be a safe place. And if you ever present these students, future leaders, any type of information that doesn't fit with their, their paradigm, they literally freak out. If you go into university, And somebody tells you that, hey, I'm a they. And you happen to say he or she. They will go ballistic. So, you know, I was thinking about this they. I want to turn to the scripture. And I thought maybe we should call them they. Because there is a scripture where a man confronts Christ. And there's an exchange. And at the end of the exchange, Christ says, who are you? And he says, call me Legion, for we are many. There are many spirits possessing this person. That's a they. So you want us to call you they? We acknowledge. Because that the level of evil that is coming out of universities today, it's appalling. Proverbs 18 and verse 15. Oh, verse 13, let's start there. Don't tell me it's misinformation and therefore I can't have access to it. Don't tell me it's misinformation and therefore I should just hate the Russians and I must now side with the Ukrainians. Do you know what I've decided? I've decided I don't know. I've decided it's a very complex issue. It's not an issue that started yesterday. I need time to study history to get the full context of the situation. What I do know is war is evil. And there are people whose lives are being destroyed in just unconscionable ways. And I do know that this did not happen under the previous president. Oh no, wait, orange man bad, orange man bad, orange man bad. It didn't happen under the The orange man bad. Program, orange man bad. Looking at the gas prices today, I've never seen these prices. We didn't have these prices under the orange man bad. What's happening? Orange man bad, orange man bad. Society is just being programmed. The economy is about to collapse. It looks like the world may go to war. This didn't happen under the previous administration. Proverbs 18 and verse 13. Don't tell me it's misinformation and therefore I can't have access to it. He that answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame unto him. This tells me, scripturally, I need all the information. Don't ask me to render a judgment. Don't ask me to support your cause when I've only heard one side of the story. Don't tell me the other side is misinformation. Verse 15. The heart of the prudent gets knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. Don't tell me it's misinformation, and therefore must be canceled, must be censored. We must not hear it, because this is creating a culture. This is creating a way of being that is extremely destructive and ultimately can turn on anybody. Today you're in the in-group, tomorrow you're out. And suddenly everything that you were supporting and the destruction that you were supporting, suddenly it turns on you. This, this is what happens when our moral code is flexible. When our moral code is based on the whims of our leaders who say, you know, we stand for democracy. And we stand for the democratic right to peaceful protest. Oh, but (laughs) when it's against us, we crush it. Because we really don't stand for anything. Except the lust for power. Verse 17. He that is first in his own cause and claims that the other side is misinformation seems just. But then his neighbor comes and searches him out. So we do need the whole story,